you are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. Thank you, Amelia. And how's it going, A's fans? Welcome to episode 310 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And on today's episode, I'm going over the A's 2-1 absolute thrashing of the Houston Astros. And then I'm going to be talking about some of the news surrounding the team, talking about Jacob Wilson and a couple of uh, injury news updates for you guys. And then in the third segment, I've been getting some questions, a couple of emails, questions on Twitter about how seriously we should be taking the rumors that there have been twin scouts in Lansing. So... I'm going to address those because uh, maybe there's going to be a trade for some people on the Twins. I know nothing except for that. And I will, I'm will. i going to be going over some of the guys that are on Lansing that could be attractive for a potential trade with the Minnesota Twins if they wanted to go get, I don't know, Nelson Cruz. Nelson Cruz. <laughs> and maybe some other guys. So I'm going to address that all in the third segment for you guys. But uh, before I get into anything... Today's episode is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Download the app and join me on Sunday to get in on the action. I apologize to people that uh, were waiting for me to go live on Thursday. Something came up in the morning, was not able to make it, but uh, that means clear your Sunday schedule. I will be going live on Sunday, probably around game time or at some point during the game, but clear your entire schedule just for when you get that alert that I am live. And then we can chat about A's baseball trade deadline targets. Uh, you can ask me questions about the draft. I do not know anything. Uh, I will be reading stuff and then regurgitating that for you guys next week. So that's so that's what you have to look forward to right there. And also make sure to follow the podcast wherever you like hearing podcasts. And also follow us on social media at Locked on A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at ByJasonB on Twitter and in the Spotify Green Room app. And if you have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. Because then sometimes I make it into an entire segment and your question gets answered very, very thoroughly. So that's what I'm getting into today. But uh, before before I get into you know the, the meat of the podcast, I have a math equation for you guys. And usually I'm not doing math on the show uh, for you guys to hear. I, I do it in my head and then I pause for a second and then I give you the answer. But this one, this is a, a math equation for you guys to all do at home with me. So there's a, a noted mathematician named Ric Flair. And he said, to be the man, you have to beat the man. And if in this equation you have two two men and one is the Astros and one is the A's and formerly the man that you had to beat was the Astros. But now that they have been beaten, does that mean that the Oakland athletics are the man? Woo. They win one game out of three. They're now four and nine against Houston on the season, but I am riding high. My friends, I am feeling so good about that. When uh, it feels like a monkey came off our backs. Uh, maybe it's just me, but it felt like a big sigh of relief, especially, and this is the big part for me, especially, 
especially the way that they did it. They scored two runs early, didn't add on at all, and they just held them down. Frankie Montas pitched his butt off in this one. He went six and two-thirds innings pitched, gave up five hits, one run. He walked one. He struck out ten. He was fantastic, and his splitter was working so good. It was Easily the best start of his season, maybe one of the better starts of his career. He was just on absolute fire. You didn't get five inning Frankie. You got six and two third inning Frankie. And that's the Frankie that I like to see a whole bunch because that means one, uh, his pitches are working and two, he's not throwing too many. So to get almost seven innings out of Frankie Montas, it, it almost blew up. And I was really, really scared. I know that the A's were leading two to nothing for most of this game until the seventh inning and when you know the entire time I was like, the other shoe's gonna drop. I, I cannot get excited yet because I've seen this story too many times. But the story had a different ending, and that filled me with so much joy. Cause usually the Houston Astros would win this game like seven to two if the A's just stopped scoring in the first. Because uh the A's went Elvis Andrews double and then a ground rule double for uh Matt Olson, and then Jed Lowry had a single that was two nothing. It was that quick. It went one, you know, second, third, and fourth hitters in this line lineup and the A's had a two to, two to nothing lead and then did not score the rest of the game. The Astros scored uh, after Tucker got a double, then Chaz McCormick also hit a double and there was a wild pitch in there. It didn't actually matter whatsoever, but uh, you knew that some, the wheels looked like they might be falling off and then they brought in Yuzmero Petit and I was like, oh, this is so nerve wracking because Yuzmero Petit has not had it against the Houston Astros, but he did for one out in the seventh inning and that's all that they needed. And then it was Lou Trevino and Jake Diekman from there on out. And you know, Lou Trevino, he walked a guy and then he got a double play and it was fantastic. And Jake Diekman could not find the strike zone and he was absolutely terrifying me. And then he got out of it too. So everything was fine. Everything was great. Uh, the A's are obviously a very, very excellent team. Now they are 50 and 39, only four and a half measly games back in the AL West. <laughs> Am I riding too high? Maybe I'm riding too high, but I feel like the A's, if, if maybe, maybe, maybe this will be a game because they beat the Astros doing what they do. I know that they can score five or six or seven runs, but that is not how they usually have success against the Houston Astros. Maybe you can beat them 6-5 every now and then, but if you can hamper their offense like this, that gives me so much more confidence with the arms that the A's have that are good. If Lou Trevino and Jake Diekman and use Mayor Petit to a degree and Sergio Romo, who also had a good outing in this series, uh, are good. And then you have Chris Bassett. He had that one blow up start. And on Wednesday's podcast, after the first game of the series, I asked, is this a sign of things to come or is a sign of what to expect in October against the Houston Astros? Or is this one bad start from Chris Bassett? And Shamanaya was absolutely fantastic on Wednesday. And then Frankie Montas bested that performance on Thursday. So I'm, I'm thinking that that was Chris Bassett had one of the worst starts. He had no feel for his pitches, and that's what led to that loss. Uh, obviously, the A's need to play a little bit better in that middle game as well, which uh, Manaya lost, but I think that they are there. Maybe a piece or two as opposed to being an entire roster away from beating the Houston Astros in you know an actual series, maybe even the playoffs. So uh, it, this one game filled me with a decent amount of confidence. Maybe I just like seeing the A's win and then getting super chesty about it. But 
it feels like this win could ignite a nice little winning streak. Let's see how they do in Texas against the Rangers because that is going to be how they finish before the All-Star break is going to be a big sign for the A's and maybe what they do at the trade deadline because if they fall flat and lose two out of three to the Texas Rangers, that's not great. If they win two out of three, I'm feeling okay about it. But if they sweep and they also beat the Houston Astros and then they go to uh, face Cleveland as well coming out of the break and everybody's rested, maybe you get uh, Mark Canna back by then, then I'm feeling very, very decent about the A's chances in the second half of the season. They're a second half team. Let's see what they can do and let's go. I am excited. Uh, the answer to the my math question is yes, the A's are now the men and they're going to win the World Series. You heard it here first. So uh, I got stuff coming up on injury updates and then I'm talking about potential trades with the Minnesota Twins coming up uh, and also if you, you're intrigued by ooh, I, I want to hear that segment I did an entire episode uh, with Joe Kilgallen of Locked On Cubs talking about a potential trade with the Chicago Cubs now that they are going to be deemed sellers that is in uh, the feed from yesterday so if you want to listen to that go ahead uh, talking about Craig Kimbrell and Chris Bryant and you know uh, all of the guys, what's been going wrong with the Cubs? And then also, hey, can we have some of your players? So uh, we we had a nice little conversation about that. So if you like trade talk, go listen to that one. But uh, coming up, I'm talking about injury updates and the debut of Jacob Wilson. So stay locked in with Locked On A's. I'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you guys by the best tasting protein bar in the world, and that is Built Bar. And right now they have the Built Grasshopper Cookie, and it is absolutely amazing available this week only and actually it says this week it ends today on friday july 9th so if you're listening to this on your phone on friday july 9th you have to act quickly you have the internet on your phone go to built.com and get one of these grasshopper cookies they are absolutely delicious and if you're wondering hey what does this thing taste like this is Built Bar's version of the classic Thin Mint Cookie. It's all the flavor without all that sugar. It has 150 calories, 17 grams of protein, and only 5 grams of sugar. It is absolutely fantastic. I thoroughly recommend this Grasshopper Cookie flavor because they sent me a box and I devoured it and I want more, but I have not ordered it yet and I don't know what I'm doing with my life. So... <laughs> So if you want to know what you're doing with your life, go to built.com and use promo code locked 15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code locked 15 for 15% off at built.com. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe wherever you like here in podcasts. You can also follow us on social media where I am blowing up currently for tweeting in all caps. You're welcome. Um, you can follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Spotify Green Room app. And if you have any trade ideas or anything that you else that you want to talk about uh, regarding the show or baseball or whatever, uh, you can email us at lockedonathletics at gmail.com. So let's get into some of the injury news. Uh, obviously, if you you watched yesterday's game because it was a fantastic win. The A's won two to one. They are now kings of the universe after uh, a winning streak of one, and they're still four and a half back. Uh, th then you saw that Matt Chapman was able to play in this game. He had the stomach flu for a Wednesday's game. He's feeling better. He was able to play, so he should be fine for the weekend series. Uh, but Chad Pinder, who on the final out of Wednesday's game came up holding his hamstring, uh, he was pushed over to the IL. Uh, Bob Melvin was telling reporters it does not look like it's going to be a short stint on the IL. So whether that's a month or a month, and I don't know how long he means when he says things like that. So uh, I'm expecting him to not be around for the rest of the month. And then we'll see what happens from there. But hamstrings are tricky. Those things you got to 
really work on and it's really rest is the thing that gets hamstring so uh, it could be a while so we'll see if that's another area that the A's try to focus on and fill a void with but uh, if they go after some other trade targets maybe they can use Tony Kemp more in that role so I don't know we'll see he's also a right-handed bat and Tony Kemp's a lefty so I don't know if that necessarily works but you know why spend trade capital if you don't necessarily need to anyways uh, so Chad Penner's on the IL and so to fill that spot on the A's roster the A's brought up Jacob Wilson a 30 year old rookie he's almost 31 years old and uh he's whenever he steps foot on the field it will be his major league debut and that is awesome I love stories like this and the A's don't get a ton of them generally I mean they had Rich Hill but he had already you know pitched for other guys and uh, he just hadn't been in the majors in a while Jacob Wilson has never been in the majors and in 2019 he was actually in the KBO the Korean Baseball Organization and he had a good season there he had a good uh, season with the Washington Nationals in 2018 and nobody picked him up and I was like he was it, according to his stats he was doing okay so uh maybe they didn't like, maybe he was too old for them, but the A's are like, no, we'll, we'll take him. So he's doing okay. And in Vegas this season so far, he hit 288 with a 383 on base and a 1016 OPS. He has played second base, third base, and left field. So if you're wondering why he was brought up to replace Ch Chad Pender, that's the stats. <laughs> That's what you need to know right there. It's where he's been playing on the field. Second base, third base, left field. Those are Chad. I mean, Chad also can play right field, but uh, maybe Jacob could play there in a in a pinch. I don't know. We're going to have to find out. We're also going to have to find out uh, how his bat plays at the major league level. He's a right-handed bat, so that's also another thing. They're trying to replace Chad Pender. There you go. He replaced Chad Pender. This guy plays all over the field. He's a right-handed bat, and he's been crushing the cover off the ball. He was also uh, has a 1% lead in WRC plus over Frank Schwindel. So, obviously, he's even better than Frank the Tank. <laughs> uh, he doesn't quite have the power as Frank the Tank. I think he had 14 home runs. I've been looking at a lot of guys but I think he had 14. So uh, he's been doing okay. But the one thing that I think that could be a big difference maker for Jacob Wilson and the A's is how he's been hitting against lefties this season. Because he was hitting 345 with a 439 on base and a 1258 OPS. And those are some numbers, my friends. I, I know small sample size. They've only been playing for a couple of months, but he is absolutely dominating lefties. And that's kind of the role that Chad Pinder is supposed to be playing. He's just been struggling against both sides right now. So he's been in the lineup, but not necessarily doing well. Of course, he gets hits and then he gets, you know, his hamstring pulled. So that's... Ugh baseball gods uh but against righties jacob wilson is hitting 264 with a 362 on base and a 912 ops so not bad by any means um i think that in that league that's roughly league average just because the ball is absolutely flying out of the park in las vegas and anywhere else in the triple a west so uh the, the the stats versus lefties are probably very, very good. You can't split stats on fan graphs by lefties or, you know, anything like home away or anything like that. So that is very annoying. Not a fan of that because um, I want to see how his stats against lefties stacked up against the rest of AAA and I can't. So I don't know how he's been doing, but he's been pretty good. 
I'll, I'll say that. He's been pretty, pretty good. I think he has a 138 WRC plus, and he is the seventh best bat in the AAA West. Uh, that is actually, he's tied for sixth with Joey uh, Joey Bart. So, uh, you know, the uh, hot shot and Giants prospect, whatever, it doesn't matter. But he's just as good as Joey Bart, according to WRC plus. And overall in all of AAA, he's the number 24 bat or 23 bat in all of AAA. So he's been a very, very solid bat at the AAA level across the league and just across all of AAA. So let's see what he can do. I, I'm excited to give him a shot. And I know that I said his positions were the big reason why he was called up. But another thing that I'm also excited about when it comes to Jacob Wilson is how he's been hitting with runners in scoring position. Let me let me uh, let me tell you those stats, and then you're gonna get very very excited, just like I was when I saw these. He is 19 for 50, so uh, he's had a lot of opportunities because again, bandbox. But he's 19 for 50. That is a 380 batting average with a 433 on base and a 1453 OPS, which I don't know that that's a real number, but. That's what he's hitting with runners in scoring position. You got to love that. He also has eight home runs in those situations. Uh, Jacob Wilson, he, he's got the stat line that makes me want to see more of him in this A's lineup. And I don't know where he's going to play. I don't know when he's going to play, uh, but let's see it. I want to see some Jacob Wilson in my life uh, moving forward here. And just uh, before I you know, move on to the next segment. Uh, Mark Canna is now officially going to be out until after the break. And I think that that's probably the right move. I said last week on the show that, I mean, maybe he can come back before the break, but do you want to play him for two games and then not give him those that extra almost week of rest time when that could pay much bigger dividends than getting him for two games against the Texas Rangers. You need to be able to beat the Texas Rangers at some point. Why not do without Mark Canna? Maybe this win against the Houston Astros will light a spark or something because that would be absolutely amazing. I would thoroughly enjoy to see uh, just seeing that. Uh, and just one other final note, Jesus Luzardo pitched for the Las Vegas Aviators on Thursday night. And he got the loss. But that is very, very misleading because he allowed zero earned runs, but he did allow one run total. And that's, I mean, it, it's probably his best start in Vegas, according to me. Uh, he went four and two thirds innings pitched, gave up three hits, that one run. None of those were earned. He walked two, struck out four. He threw 70 pitches, 46 of those were strikes. This is a good start for him, and it's, you know, not a shutdown thing. You obviously want to see him do his best work in AAA because it's a step below the majors, and there's obviously going to be more to work on once he gets to the majors, but it's a step in the right direction. So he didn't get blown up. Uh, it was a one to nothing loss, which is just strange in AAA, so I think that that's fine. Maybe we'll see uh, if we can get Luzardo back. I would be super excited throw him in the uh, in the bullpen too yes let's work with that but uh other other people that we might be able to work with i'm talking about some of the guys from the twins coming up on the show so stay locked in with locked on a's and i'll be right back bet online is the fastest and easiest way to place a bet on all of your sports action baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at bet online get all the latest news odds and info for all of your sporting needs including baseball basketball the nfl and all of your ufc or mma action do you think the raiders are good put some money on the raiders do you think the niners are good put some money on the niners i don't know who people root for anymore but go root for them and put money on them and so 
And you can also put money on the Oakland A's. And before the next pitch, you can head on over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams continue their quest for gold and glory and all of the good things that come in sports. So head on over to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying this show, then you may also thoroughly enjoy the Locked On Today podcast, where today they're talking about Devin Booker lifting the Suns to a two to nothing lead in the NBA Finals over the Bucks. Giannis went crazy in the third, though, so uh, watch out for the Bucks. You might get the horns. <laughs> Is that what people say in Milwaukee? I hope so. Uh, get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. You can also follow this podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. You can follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am by Jason B on Twitter and in the Spotify green room app Sunday. Uh, at some point, clear that schedule, you guys. And then also you can email us any questions that you got to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So, Let's talk about some other trades that the A's could be making. Obviously, in yesterday's episode, we talked a little bit about uh, Craig Kimbrell, which is a guy that I would thoroughly like to have on the Oakland Athletics. To my knowledge, there have been no Cub Scouts in Lansing, but we're going to be focusing on Lansing, some of the guys that have been performing well over there, and some of their how their top-rated prospects have been performing for the most part. So that's what I'm going to be going over here. But this is because there was a report in The Athletic, and it's been over Twitter and stuff like that, that uh, there have been twin scouts in Lansing. And so they were, The Athletic, Melissa Lockard and uh, Steve Berman were, conversing with the twins beat writer and we're like hey what what would this trade look like i don't know what what about this guy do you guys need this guy i don't know and so that was the the trade piece it was fantastic go read it you get a bunch of information bunch of guys names and i know that when you hear that there have been twin scouts in lansing that that is very exciting you're like oh nelson cruz that's the guy right there and if the a's do make a trade with the minnesota twins i would like nelson cruz i would also like uh taylor rogers who's been fantastic he'd be another lefty out of the bullpen uh, to pair with Jake Diekman. Uh, I don't know much about Sam Mole. Haven't seen him pitch yet, so I don't know that they have a ton of confidence in Sam Mole, but maybe we'll see him in Texas. I, I don't know, but if, if they got Kimbrell and Rogers and Cruz, this team could legitimately go all the way, and I would be all in in rooting for this team. Uh, they're already you know, pr- a pretty good team, but you had two bullpen pieces of that caliber and also get a, an upgrade at DH like that into Nelson Cruz, even at age 41, 42, however the hell old he is, he's been fantastic this year. So if they could add those three pieces, I think they have the trade capital to do it. It's just a matter of how much money can they actually take on? That's, that's going to be a question, but uh, that's not a question that I can answer. That's only a question that John Fisher, that jerk can answer. So I'm not going to answer it. John, this one's up to you. <laughs> I wish I could throw to John and like have a clip of him talking, but he does not talk to anybody. Anyways, I just wanted to go over the A's uh, top 30 prospects, but the ones that are in Lansing. So we got uh, like five, six guys. Let's go over them real quick. First up, we have the A's number 11 prospect, Jordan Diaz, who has been playing 
first base and third base. He's also a DH, but uh, according to MLB Pipeline, they say, quote, best bat to ball skills in the organization. Uh, and that's from MLB Pipeline. He's also 20 years old. He has an 18.8% strikeout rate, which is fairly good considering that he is only 20 years old and he is only one of 12 20 year olds in in all of high a so he's been fantastic he is a bat first prospect i like him a lot but he doesn't have a position so that might scare some teams off from trying to acquire him because he might just end up at dh and so that kind of limits where he can go he could obviously go over to minnesota because they're an american league team and the dh will probably be in all of baseball by the the time next season starts but you don't know just yet so do you want to have him be the centerpiece of a trade probably not um but more bats for the A's. Maybe. I don't know. Let's see. Um, but moving on, we got number 18 prospect Lazaro Armenteros. You guys are all probably fairly familiar with Lazaro Armenteros. Lazarito, as you may know him. He is the A's number 18 prospect. He's been playing left field. His arm's kind of okay. And in Stockton, he started the season in Stockton. He had a 189 WRC plus, which means that he was performing it at 89% better than league average. He was absolutely on fire. He was still striking out a whole bunch, but he was absolutely on fire. And the reason that he was on fire was because he had a 703 BABIP, which means uh, if he put the ball in play, he was hitting 703. And that is a ridiculously high BABIP. And usually... Like, even the good hitters get up to, like, 330, 340. Like, the, the guys that can do it as, like, a skill. He's not one of those guys because he went to Lansing, and now he has a 32 WRC+. plus, So that's well below league average. And he has a 40.4% strikeout rate, which is basically the main question about Lazaro Armenteros is, can he limit those strikeouts? Can he get it down to, like, 30%? Can he cut it by 10%? Because that might be able to be manageable. But 40.4 in high A definitely not going to work for him. He's hitting 163 or 161 with a 223 uh, on base and a 464 OPS in 22 games in Lansing. He has not been great. He's been having a hard time with breaking balls. Uh, and actually, a uh, quick plug, I'm going to be talking to Jesse, the uh, commentator for the Lansing Lugnuts on Monday, and then I'll be putting that up a little bit later in the week. So just talking about the Lansing Lugnuts, getting some more extra detail on from Jesse on these guys that uh, he's been seeing every day for the past two months and maybe seeing who he would trade for. So uh, definitely subscribe to the podcast. You can hear some of that information. But moving on, we got a starting pitcher over here, and it's Colin Palouse. He is a uh, he's ranked number 27, and he, according to MLB Pipeline, has a power fastball, a strong slider that flashes plus, and his changeup is still developing. Currently, he has a 4.43 ERA, but his walk rate is actually pretty solid at 2.5 walks per nine. He has a solid strikeout rate as well at 9.5, and that is all in 42 and two-thirds innings pitched. Uh, he's been pretty solid, so we'll see if he's part of any deals. Uh, moving right down the list to number 28, and that is outfielder. He's been mostly playing. He can play any outfield position, but, you know, left field as well. Um, Michael Goldberg and this is, again, according to MLB Pipeline, the A's liken him to a Chris Taylor type for his good bat-to-ball skills and sneaky pop. He is athletic as hell. Um, that's not, That was from me, not from them. That's my bad. He is 22 years old and was a third-round pick in last year's draft. And also, he is hitting 252 with a 350 on base and a 756 OPS. He has a 105 WRC+, plus, so he's 5% better than league average right now. So he's not you know, mashing the cover off the ball, but it is also his first experience 
experience in pro ball. So he's been fantastic. Uh, it, he's a good outfielder too. So he could be an interesting guy that a team could, you know, take a flyer on, see what they get out of Michael Goldberg. But the last guy on the prospect list that I got for you guys is Drew Millis, who is a uh, catcher. And the reason that he could be available, a bit, he's a solid defensive catcher. He's been hitting fairly well, actually. He's got a 109 WRC plus with it, and he's hitting 241 with a 368 on base and a 729 uh, OPS. And he's also walking more than he's striking out. He's got 34 walks and 32 strikeouts. That is something that you definitely want to see from guys at that level of minor league play. But the reason that he could be available is because right behind him in Stockton, the A's have Tyler Soderstrom, last year's number one pick. And then right above him, they have Kyle McCann. And I would assume if the A's are going to be making some trades for some win now pieces one of drew millis or kyle mccann will be on the move because you got soderstrom down in stockton and then up in up in oakland if you want to go that far these already have sean murphy who's under uh, club control for the next three four years four years i think uh so they, they're kind of covered at catcher as long as Soderstrom can stay one healthy and be productive as a catcher and stick at catcher these are kind of covered so you got a little bit of depth to play with, I think, and that could be an, an area that they pull from uh, with, with either Drew Millis or Kyle McCann. We'll see. Uh, McCann is it more of a bat-first guy. Millis is more of a defensive catcher. Which one does an organization think that they can work with a little bit better? That would be the deciding factor, I would think. Um, so those are the, the main guys that are on the A's top 30 prospect list on MLB.com, but there are a couple of other guys who have been Excellent relievers down in Lansing this year. And one is Aiden McIntyre, not ranked. He has arguably been the best pitcher down in Lansing. He's a reliever. He has a 123 or 127 ERA, and he has 31 strikeouts in 21 and a third innings pitch. So he's been pretty good. He has like four walks, five walks, I think. So uh, walk rate is okay, but, you know, still... That's a good strikeout rate for that walk rate. And uh, maybe a team wants to take a flyer on him, a team like the Minnesota Twins. Uh, and then there's also Jake Weisenberger, who I definitely mentioned in May. I don't remember what I said, but I remember saying the same repeatedly and having a lot of fun with it. He is also a reliever. He has a 176 ERA and he has 26 strikeouts and four walks in 15 and a thirds innings pitched. So he's been very, very good for Lansing as well. So those are the main names that you could expect to hear some trade rumors about, or if the A's make a deal for uh, Nelson Cruz and or Taylor Rogers, then uh, one of those names would likely be involved because those are some of the best names that the A's have to offer right now. Um, they don't have like a ton of, you know, top 100 prospects, which is something that Joe was talking about on yesterday's podcast. And the A's probably aren't going to be moving Tyler Soderstrom because he is, uh, he's been really, really, really good. And so you don't want to move him. You probably don't want to move Nick Allen because he should be the shortstop in Oakland before too long. Maybe he gets a cup of coffee with the A's this year, but, uh, and, and see what they can do with Elvis Andres. He's been hitting fairly well. His defense has been good, but, uh, you know, the, the ugly truth is Nick Allen is cheaper. So if they can somehow get out from Elvis Andres contract, they would definitely like to move to Nick Allen and, uh, go, go that route instead. Um, but you know, that's for another day. Everybody else is probably available. They would probably listen on Luzardo. I don't know that I would give away Luzardo. I could see them moving AJ Puck if they wanted to make a a 
decent splash. Like if they got both Rodgers and Cruz, I could see AJ Puck and a couple of other guys and making that deal. And I think that that would be a, a decent deal for both teams because uh, AJ Puck still has rookie eligibility right now. So if a team like the Minnesota Twins thinks that they can fix AJ Puck and make him into a second or a third starter, that could be a that could be how they retool as opposed to completely tear down to the studs. They could pair him with Jose Barrios and see what they get from going with there. But if that's the case, if they're going for a uh, retool instead of a rebuild, then Rodgers may not be on the table, which means that they may not need A.J. Puck in that deal because I don't know that you give up six years of control over A.J. Puck for Nelson Cruz. So, uh, I mean, if that's what it takes to get Nelson Cruz, I mean, sure. But I don't know that that would be a sticking point because that seems like a, a decently high asking price, even though AJ Puck has had uh, issues with health and in being consistent in general. So uh, that's just some, some thoughts that I had for you guys to end up the week. Uh, if you have any questions, again, email them to lockdownathletics at gmail.com. I'll be on uh, live, live uh, for the Spotify green room app uh, over the weekend. So uh, be sure to tune in for that. But that's all that I got for you guys today and this week. So until next week, and I've got a bunch of fun stuff coming up for you guys next week. Uh, I'm going to be doing a first half recap with Nash Walker of Locked On Twins. I think the hope is to be talking about a surprise breakout so far, because I always like talking about guys that I don't get to talk about on a daily basis. So uh, that'll be there. Uh, Also, uh, teams that could go on a run in the second half and also uh, just surprise teams and all that stuff. We're going to be talking about stuff that we don't usually get to talk about. So that should be a very, very fun episode, probably on Monday or Tuesday, depending on uh, how the rest of the week shakes out. I'm also going to be talking Lansing Lugnuts baseball with Jesse. So that'll be a fun one a little bit later in the week. And I'm also talking to Jeff Ellis of Locked On Indians, giving you guys a little bit of a series preview and uh, doing all that stuff. But, and I've also, uh, I've set a date uh, or, you know, a a date, a a date, not a date, but we have, Planned an arrangement uh, with uh, Keenan Lamb of uh, Baseball Prospectus. He's the lead prospect writer talking about the A's draft and, uh, you know, going over some of that. I don't know when that one will be dropping because I don't know when we're talking yet, but I do know that we will be talking. So that'll be an episode that's coming up for you guys here in the next week or two. So uh, that's that's what's on the docket for you guys. I got all these Zoom calls lined up. It's going to be very much fun. Uh, always love talking just baseball in general, but also A's baseball. And I'll definitely be live tweeting the the home run derby because Matt Olson's about to win that sucker. It's going to be so much fun. Uh, at least that's the hope. So anyways, that's all that I got for you guys this week and today. So until Monday, go out and celebrate good times, Oakland, and I will talk at you on Monday. Monday.